yeah, I like I'm not happy. It it was it was meant to be the gameplay reveal for and, and look, don't get me wrong, there was some gameplay in there, but the, the whole highlight of it was, you know, it's meant to be a world premiere of like Assassin's Creed Valhalla gameplay. And it wasn't gameplay, it was just in-engine footage. Hey, it's Tom and you're listening to the Two Dads, One Lad podcast where we talk all things gaming from current gen to next gen to gaming nostalgia, as well as some of the challenges that come from trying to keep your passion for gaming alive whilst living through the day-to-day responsibilities of adult life. In this episode, it was our first episode, so we gave some introductions to myself, the co-host Andy and Callum, um, and also some of the things that we're excited about over the coming year in terms of gaming. Really hope you enjoy the episode. Hey guys, you're listening to episode one of the Two Dads, One Lad podcast hosted by myself, Tommy, Cal, and Andy. This podcast is for all of the old school gamers out there who are trying their best to live an adult life with the daily responsibilities, but still trying to keep their love for gaming alive. So we'll be having regular debates, discussions, and reactions to some of the stuff going on in the gaming world. So we'll start with some little introductions. So a bit about me to begin with. I am the lad of the group. So I'm the one who has avoided so far the responsibility of becoming a dad. Um, I've been a gamer since I was about, I don't know, like probably 10 when I got my first Game Boy. Got the N64, um, Dreamcast, all of the old school consoles. That was where my my love for gaming really grew. I then got into PC gaming. And from there, I was went into Xbox, um, which became my console of choice. Um, but I always dabbled in all the consoles. I've always been a fan of, of everything that comes out there. If it's a good game, it's a good game the way I see it. Um, so I had some of the PlayStation consoles as well. These days, I'm primarily on PC. Um, don't have any consoles anymore, believe it or not. It's a story we shall get into for another time. But um, yeah, like I'm just a lover of all kinds of different games. And these guys will tell you what I'm like. My my gaming library is extremely varied. Um, I have all sorts of different stuff in there. But that's enough about me. Let's move on to Andy. Hey, how you doing? Um, thanks for uh, arranging the podcast, Tommy. We'll see how this uh, first episode goes. I know it's... Uh... It's uh, a bit off the cuff at the moment, and we'll, um, we'll obviously take feedback on board. Um, yeah, I'm Andy. I'm 30 years old. I've got a girlfriend and a four-year-old son that I'm trying to juggle, uh, which is obviously part of the fun of the, of the podcast, trying to do gaming, trying to grow up as an adult life, trying to you know, embrace fatherhood and, and keep everything moving. Um, my primary platform at the moment is Xbox, um, and uh, I grew up, yeah, really similar to Tommy, Game Boy, N64. I think Mario Kart 64 is probably one of my favourite games. Um, and I'm into um, kind of first-person shooters, a lot of Battle Royale stuff at the moment. Um, I do enjoy some good co-op stuff, if we can get together and do that. Um, and just as a side note, really, I did a, did make some notes today, but I run uh, iOS. I'm, I'm the only one of the three that runs the iOS uh, Apple platform Ooh. on my phone and iPad. <laughs> hey. um, that will become relevant probably later on when we talk about some of the things that Microsoft and Xbox are doing towards Project xCloud and getting your games on whatever 
platform you're using without making you choose a platform. So, yeah, that's a bit about me, and that will come in relevant later on. I'll throw it over to Callum now. Hello. So my name's Cal, and I'm 31 years old. I'm married, and I have two children. And no doubt at some point you'll probably hear them because it's quite hard to uh, keep them quiet. Um, so I've been playing games recently since I was like, I don't know, six years old maybe with a Game Boy, uh, Mega Drive, that kind of stuff, moving up. And nowadays, I'm predominantly on the Xbox and PC. I kind of split my time evenly. Um, I'd say I prefer kind of strategy games and adventure games. Um, do dabble in all sorts, certainly not as expansive uh, as Tommy. Um, it's a real kind of pleasure to be here today. I look forward to kind of seeing where we go from, from here on, really. Um, so what, what have we got up next, boys? Callum, can I just say that was um that was extremely um polished, mate. You sounded like a true professional. Well, you know, I've been rehearsing it for 24 hours nonstop. So <laughs> <laughs> I jotted down on, some uh, things that hopefully uh hopefully we can talk about um during the podcast. I think um some of the gaming news that, that, that's been out there, especially the last couple of weeks, and uh, I know the gaming news and the hype is building up towards uh, next gen, uh, next gen consoles that are coming out by the end of the year. Um, then maybe a little bit about what we've been playing recently. Um, there's been a, a new show called Inside Xbox, uh, which has announced some, some new stuff to do with next gen, some gameplay and stuff that I know some of the boys are keen to talk about. Um, and then potentially what, what we're looking forward to as part of next gen, any, any features and any pricing. So um, maybe if we move on to uh, the gaming news um, and then I think people want to talk about really this in the news at the moment with Xbox or any other platform that they're, they're using. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. If I, I mean, I'll start us off. Um, it's not something that's, um, that's hot in the news at the moment, but I was going to talk about a little bit about Xbox Game Pass. Um, because I think it's uh, something that a lot of people aren't aware of, but a lot of people are calling it sort of like the best value in gaming at the moment. Um, yeah, it definitely is. And Xbox Game Pass, if you, if yeah, if you're not aware, Xbox Game Pass is uh, kind of like a Netflix version of games for your Xbox. So you subscribe with a with a monthly fee. Uh, you never really own the games, but you do get access to the full version of those games um you have unlimited access to them whilst you're paying the subscription fee so it's not like you just get the first uh, level or first couple of hours you get you get full access to the game um and actually at the moment they advertise over 100 games on the on the platform and i think now it's well over 100 um mm. and there's some, the thing some good little the gems thing i didn't like about you wouldn't normally have paid for the thing I didn't like about Xbox Game Pass when I tried it out was that I thought it was really, I thought it was really limited. No, it's not now. Not at all. Is it not? I haven't tried no, it in a while. Because I know, I remember, I can't remember if it was at maybe E3 last year or something where they made an announcement that they wanted to kind of have it across PC and Xbox. And I think that yeah. was one of the things as well. Like when it first launched... They said, oh, it's, you know, PC is going to be available as well. But there was like three PC games, which are complete BS. Oh, um, yeah, it's but... so good. Then. Sorry, I'm going to is steal it? this because okay. I think it's I think it's awesome. Um, okay. So I have I have Game Pass Ultimate. So I have it on PC and I have it on Xbox. Um, 
and some of the games, yeah, they are the same. Um, you know, something like Gears of War 5 is on both, but it's got play anyway, so I can play it on PC, and then I can swap back over to the Xbox, and my progress will carry on. Um, but at the same time, there are different games uh, on it, uh, on the PC version as well. Um, and I quite like strategy games, as I've already said. So PC, to kind of the home of strategy, has uh, quite an expansive library now of strategy games. Um, recently, there's Gears Tactics that came out a couple of weeks ago, and I'll talk more about that later but that's my big thing kind of at the moment um i just think it's really good value for money um i play a lot more on um on game pass than i do kind of regular games in terms of things i buy uh, i'm more likely just to go oh, okay what am i gonna what's on game pass now what's new and i try games that i probably wouldn't never played otherwise because i wouldn't think oh i'm gonna buy that because it might be an indie genre or something that i'm not you know used to talking about or playing so I just leave it alone. Whereas now I'll see it and I'll go, well, you know, it's there, it's available, I'll give it a go. Um, and then there's a couple of games recently that have done just got, got me hooked um, as a result. So I think it, it just gets to quite a wider player base by putting those games on there. But then at the same time, it's great value for money for us gamers, um, especially kind of at the moment, everyone, the way that finances are for everybody, to have this one service where you can go to. And look, I've got 100 games on Xbox and I've got 100 games on oh, PC. I think it's pretty near enough that number now. Um, with yes, yeah, some crossover, but I'm paying, I think, um, you know, ten pound a month, something like that. So yeah, I think it's great. But what about one Can of I the just... things I noticed as well is there was um, there was some games where they're available on PC and Xbox, but they're not part of the the play anywhere thing. Yeah, yeah, I've encountered that a few times. Um, that that was a bit of a rookie mistake, I think. That probably some people that go into. Me. Yeah, so there's a couple of games that I've played recently. Um, I think like uh, Hellblade, Cinema Sacrifice. I finally got around to playing that one, so we kind of spoke about before. Um, but I kind of I saw it's on Game Pass for PC as well, so I kind of downloaded it there um, when I wasn't in front of the Xbox. And so and I went on and I was like, oh, this is new game only. Um, mm. And then obviously I, I checked and it wasn't part of the play anywhere. And they seem to, you know, be a, you know maybe a bit more sparse than than what I'd like, um, but. At the same time, it, maybe that's something that hopefully they'll develop in the future, and it'll be a you know a bit more because they still have so the, the Xbox Live features still work across them, achievements still work across them, like the PC games that are like PC only. The um, they they still have the, the achievements that are linked that are probably normally on Steam or whatever, but they are translated into Xbox achievements, so you can still earn your gamer score um, and, and kind of progress with your Xbox Live account, but on a PC. Mm. Okay. I think um, I think it's important just to for those that, that don't know. I mean, we talk very comfortably <coughs> about Game Pass, but there's also a lot of people out there that have not not looked into it and don't necessarily know what it is. So, I'll just talk through some of the, the um, some of the facts really of, of Game Pass, the basis, and then then when we talk about it later on, it will make sense. But it, it's a it's a monthly fee that can be cancelled at any time. Uh, there's three different price plans. I don't know whether Tommy can bring that up for us for those that are watching on uh, YouTube or any video platforms. Um, but essentially, you've got a, a monthly fee for PC-only users, which I think is around three ninety nine, something like that. It's a, it's a lower fee yeah. per month because there is, yeah, there is, uh, there's less games on the PC. It's a, it's a new experience there. And as that grows, I'm sure the price will probably increase. Yeah, it says Three ninety nine introductory price, and then it's got like seven ninety nine. So I'm guessing that's going to go up when 
when they uh, expand it. Nice. We've also got a, a price plan for, for Xbox only. So if you just want Game Pass on Xbox, then uh, there's, a, there's a fee for that. I don't know what that's at at the moment, Tommy. Uh, so console is seven ninety nine, and ultimate okay. is ten ninety nine. But they have it looks like they've got an offer on. I think I actually took this offer out before. You can join. You get your first month for one pound. Okay, so for so Xbox itself, then if yeah, if Xbox itself, then if you're just looking for Game Pass on Xbox, seven pound ninety nine, um, and that's an extra fee. The the third option that they've got, which is the is the real gem, is the the ultimate which includes Game Pass on Xbox, Game Pass on PC, but also your Xbox Live Gold. Now, most people out mm. there will probably be used to paying for Xbox Live Gold, um, yeah. probably around uh, £6 a month or, or £40-odd pound a year. Now, Ultimate includes Game Pass and Gold combined uh, for around, uh, I think Tommy said, 1099 so that's a saving there. If you're already paying for gold, which I think most people listening to this will be paying for, and you're looking at um, Game Pass, go for Ultimate, and then you're saving yourself you know, money there, and it can be dropped down or cancelled at, at any time. Yeah, and also you've got the savings that come from the games you get from Game Pass. So with having all Microsoft first-party games launching directly onto Game Pass... You know, with Halo Infinite coming later this year, Gears 5 last year, the Forza series, you know, these are like you know, £50 games um, or £60 games as they often are nowadays. You're just you're just having that on day one uh, and that's just, just you know, your monthly You've got a guarantee stuff. from Microsoft, haven't you? You've got a guarantee there yeah. from Microsoft. They're saying that any first-party games, any games made by them will go straight into this service day one of release so you won't get it any later than anyone else. And you'll get full access to those. So as Callum's quite rightly saying, if you were going to if you were going to pick up Halo later this year, uh, 50, 60 pounds, then you might as well just get Game Pass Ultimate. You're going to get access to Halo, but you're going to get access to 100, nearly 200 other games as well as Halo for the same price. And you're going to have to pay, you know, six pound of that, ten pound or whatever it is a month anyway on your gold or however you're going to do your sub. So. You know, all it really yeah. takes is you to play two maybe new releases a year, and you know you've exceeded what you would, you know, with your with your your live cost plus your buying a game outright. So yeah. yeah what yeah. about this um, access? Yeah. This uh, all access thing is this actually out yet? Xbox uh, All Access is a it is out, and it's a completely different service, and that's regarding uh, how like to pay for your Xbox. Don't you? Yeah, well, it's just, look, it is a finance agreement, really. So you, you get a £300 games console, they'll give you a monthly fee, um, and you'll own, you'll, you know, you'll own the console. You can go pick it up from uh, Smith's Toy Stores or Game, um, and I think Amazon as well now has jumped in on that. And they're essentially, it is out now in the UK, you can you can do it now, but the idea of that is, is, is teeing up for next-gen consoles that are coming out later this year and probably going to be more around five £600. Um, but isn't so a lot, isn't you know, a lot the idea? Isn't the idea that um, you also get included in there the um, the Game Pass as well? So it's like it's basically everything yeah, yeah. you need for yeah. one monthly fee kind of thing. Like I really like that. So yes. I, I recently bought I didn't buy them. I, I rent them effectively um, a set of headphones called Neurophones. And they retail about four or five hundred pounds normally to buy them, but they've actually got a program whereby you can rent them 
And if basically how they do it is if you don't pay your subscription, they just they can deactivate them remotely. So it's a right. really, really cool service. And I think I think we're going to start to see more of this, like the rental economy, because it just makes sense when you look, in my opinion, when you look at how fast technology is progressing, like you, you, you buy a console today and it becomes redundant next week, pretty much like it, it, it's progressing so, so fast. So I think it actually makes more sense than to pour money yeah. into a console that then within a couple of months time, it's just a complete waste, right? It's like a depreciating asset. Um, whereas if you rent it, you I know that you... I think... Go on. I was going to say, I think this leads us quite quite nicely into Project X Cloud and, and potentially the next topic here. So I don't know whether if Callum's happy, you can just brief us on, on Project X Cloud and that will be, you know, become relevant on, on what you're saying about potentially you know, the removal of consoles or playing your games anywhere. Yeah, yeah sure. Had some experience with Project X Cloud. <clears throat> yeah, so um, Project X Cloud is essentially um, you, enabling you to play uh, games kind of in any um, any device that has access to the internet, really. So you, your phone, your tablet, um, even you know um, your computer, whatever you want to use. Um, but you're essentially contacting a, a cloud-based system is the way I, I understand it. And I use it from my phone predominantly, along with the game streaming service, which they launched alongside it. Uh, it's still in beta on Android anyway. Um, I tend to use game streaming more than I do xCloud. So I'll talk about that briefly, and then I'll explain kind of the differences. So game streaming, um, I can do it under my with my mobile data, or I can do it on the Wi-Fi. But it basically allows my... Uh, the app on my phone to connect remotely to my Xbox, wherever it may be. You have to have a console, to. right? Yeah, so that's it. So with game streaming, you have to have like you have your Xbox, some you know at home, whatever. It's plugged in, it's set to always on, um, and then the app will communicate with that, and then you will be able to essentially do like a screen mirror to your phone, and you'll be able to see your Xbox. So you can then pair your Bluetooth Xbox controller, um, as I do to my phone, and then I can access essentially not the full range of my, my Xbox from my phone and I can play my games on my controller as I would but just through the phone and you can do that again to your PC you can do it on your tablet um, there's apps kind of on all of that but then with xCloud the difference is it doesn't really matter about your um, your your console really I think you have to obviously have your, your Xbox account maybe a live account I'm not sure about that um, but when I go in, it basically says, do you want to go game streaming or do you want to go xCloud? If I go on xCloud, then my, it doesn't matter what I have on my Xbox or what I'm doing. I'm just communicating directly with uh, the xCloud servers uh, and I'm playing the games from there. So they I don't know how many they've got at the moment um, for Android, but the roster, I'd probably say, is maybe like 20, 30 games, something like that. It looks very similar to Game Pass. I think a lot of the games are Game Pass games. Um and again, you're just kind of communicating, but your Xbox Live presence remains. So again, everything kind of carries over in terms of game score. And, Callum, that. and I think that's probably you, in the um, future. Callum, you've got Shadow as well, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think you know, it, it works in a very similar way as, as Shadow Cloud Gaming works, which if people aren't aware, is a very, um, very similar service that's offered um, for a PC format where essentially you're, you're logging into a remote desktop um, yeah. that is yours but you can then access um, the games you own on on steam or epic whatever it may be and play through that so the device you own 
it might not be up to task, it might be a, a basic um, PC or laptop capable of just communicating with the internet, but you can log into this desktop and experience the full power of uh, a gaming machine, uh, which is server-based. And xCloud is basically that, and I think that's where they want to go in the future, isn't it? it be, my prediction would be this is the last big console maybe that we see. Yeah. Um, and then, so I'm. And then I'm going to give my. Um, I'm going to give my two cents on this because mm -hmm. I know you guys are like Xbox through and through, and we've been talking a lot about Xbox right now. Um, but I think, and look, I know, I know it's still early days for XCloud. No, it hasn't been around for long. I, I don't know if it's still in the the the, the beta phase of it. Yeah, yeah, still early days. It, it, in my opinion, Shadow is much better value for money just because not only are you getting an extremely powerful PC, but you're getting a PC, right? You're not yeah. just getting a console. You are getting, and, and I'm, actually, I'm actually talking to you guys. I do all of my work, all of our business activities, everything I do, I do it through Shadow because my laptop's yeah. a pile of shit. So... Like for me, it's just an absolute no-brainer, and it's so good. And actually, they reduced the price this year, I That's think, because really they, cheap, yeah. they've made yeah. So it's like what fifteen quid or something a month. I think it's twelve ninety-nine for the basic uh, one, which you get a GTX yeah. uh, ten eighty. Yeah, um, like it's mental. Yeah, and it's, then you, if you want to go up to like the thirty-pound one unit, then you're like the I think it's the RTX twenty-eighty or something similar like that. It's, yeah. And what I love about it, and we had this discussion before, Bushel, like it, it, I really like the fact that you can um, you can kind of switch between the different packages. Like I really yeah. like that. So let's say, for example, there's a game that you want to play in like, you know, it's like a really graphically intense game. You want to play it in all its kind of 4K glory. You can you can upgrade to the highest package for that month complete the game, have the experience you want to have with it, and then you can downgrade to one of the basic ones just for doing your kind of regular, fun, multiplayer gaming or whatever you want to do. Like, I think that's such a great idea to have that flexibility, um, you know, whilst also having access to a PC that you can use for, for anything, you know, whether it be work or business or, or, or video editing, whatever you want to use it for. Yeah. Yeah, I certainly agree. I think that's... <clears throat> like for me certainly like that's a no-brainer because um this comes slightly into probably being a dad now you know i go back five years i had a gaming rig and you know tommy will tell you he used to come around we used to upgrade it um i used to kind of pour money into it um but obviously it's got a life uh, life cycle of its own uh, it kind of got to the point where you know motherboard was next and then it was just going to be money 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 and then i had children and i can't afford to maintain that kind of pc lifestyle and like i do appreciate that that's um maybe like the creme de la creme kind of if you're into that you know that top tier high spec you know you can't get higher than that because you can just keep pushing it whereas consoles will just chase it race. well i stopped short of saying that <laughs> but um when i moved over so i got rid of my pc when i had my children um but then i, I still had the steam library that had like over 100 games on it and i just thought you know it's just wasted money and i've missed these games um you know pc offers a certain experience i mean for me i tend to play my my AAA games i reserve for my xbox predominantly um and then i generally go for my my you know strategy games or something something that's very more like pc based um like uh, card games things like that then i tend to but at the same time something like gears tactics that just came out is you know the graphics are 
are great. It's really well optimized, the way I understand it. But I play it through Shadow, and I can have it on ultra settings, and it looks as good as it can be. Whereas my laptop is is a gaming laptop, but it isn't as good um, to put everything up to ultra on every game I play. Um, so I can just go through Shadow and have like a seamless experience. I've, I've had a very rare uh, hiccup in the last twelve months where I've not been able to use it. Um, and often that's my fault, to be fair. Um, mm. But um, but yeah, I think it's I think it's a great service. The thing is, I think they go hand in hand. Really, I think like I I would never go like solely onto the PC because I think um, like the structure and how Xbox runs its business like, appeals to me. And services like Game Pass, um, uh, I don't. I think maybe if I just used PC, I probably wouldn't bother with that Game Pass Ultimate because there wouldn't be enough content for me. But because I have both, it's a no-brainer for me to have it because it means I get games here, I get games there, and I get live across them both. Yeah. Um, whereas, obviously, Shadow, yes, you're getting access um, to essentially a, a dedicated console, but you're still buying that that content. So there's there's money in, in both sides of it, and it depends on, on where your preference is. But I think moving forward, you're not going to have people buying computers anymore people are going to be logging in services like shadow and geforce's um new service things like that. that's going to be where that goes because it's going to be dead money i think and i think microsoft see that and that's why they're that's why they're creating xcloud because they're thinking you know in 10 years time we're, are we going to be doing the same um, are we yeah. still going to be shipping out these consoles that are just going to get more and more expensive and yeah okay we can put finance options out but why don't we just have them paying you know we've got these subscription plans we just you know xbox all access here we go there's a new subscription plan and you, you're going to stay up to date. We're going to release a new console mid-generation. It's not going to be that. It's going to be like a digital version. You're just going to get that upgraded straight away. Yeah. And I, and I just want to say here as well, like for anyone that hasn't experienced, um, you know, even even though I said xCloud wasn't as um, reliable as Shadow, I, I don't think the, the servers are quite there yet. But play either one of these, play xCloud or play Shadow, I think you'll be amazed at how well they run. Like, I didn't know what to expect. I saw a lot of videos of Shadow when they were talking about, you know, the latency, there's like zero latency. It felt like you were playing a game directly. I didn't believe it until I actually got it. And it is a, don't get me wrong, it does, you know, there are times, you know, maybe once or twice throughout the day you'll have some hiccups. But generally speaking, it's a completely seamless experience and you would not be able to tell the difference from unless you had them side by side, otherwise I don't think you'd be able to tell the difference between playing a game on there and playing on a, on a PC directly. It's, it's pretty incredible technology. So yeah, over the next couple of years, I've no doubt like this will just kind of dominate. Yeah. 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 I've been, so, um, um, I've been, I've been listening in a little bit on the sidelines cause I was, quite intrigued to to see what you two to thought of and we want you to use shadow it, so we... <laughs> yeah well it's a conversation we haven't really had outside of, of this podcast so i was i was quite i was quite intrigued to to listen to your opinions there i will mm-hmm. just step in on a few things that obviously xcloud is still very much in beta so when we talk about um um PC streaming uh, being a little bit further ahead, Shadow. Um, you know, we need to remember that XCloud is still very much in beta. And and where oh, sometimes I, I wonder whether you're being disagree paid on by Microsoft. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just you are such a fan. Know, I, 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 yeah, I mean, 
I am a Microsoft fanboy. I'm an Xbox fanboy. But I also, yeah, I'll also, yeah. I'll also I'll continue that. I'll also disagree because you, you've referred to um, Shadow as better value for money. Um, and, you know, I will step in and completely screw that because Shadow is costing twelve ninety nine a month. Callum is running um, xCloud on Android, which is open to anyone at the moment. You've got access to roughly how many games, Callum? I think it's like twenty or thirty. I haven't, I haven't counted them, um, but it certainly seems okay, to grow. Okay, so he's got access like, to around regularly. twenty or thirty games. Yeah. Twenty or thirty games that he doesn't own, that he hasn't paid for in any way, shape, or form. And how much is XCloud costing you on your Android devices? Zero. I think obviously, yeah, zero. But I think that's zero. just because it's in. Just because it's in beta, like, like are they going to put their own price plan out for that? Like, if you just want that, I don't know. Yeah, that possibly. But what they what they have stated, like having the game included, is that console streaming. Yeah, console streaming from your own console. Bearing in mind, you have to purchase your own console, but most people have got their own Xbox or whatever. If you're streaming your own games from your own console at home, there's going to be no cost to that. And that's no. that's one of the key features that Callum said he was using the most was actually console game streaming. Um, yeah. And there's no cost to that, and there won't be a cost to that. Um, the way xCloud works in the background is that you are logging on to an Xbox in a data center and uh, using effectively using uh, one of Microsoft's Xbox. So there, there may be a cost to that. Let's talk about that being incorporated into the um, Game Pass costs that we've already spoken about. But I think it, the cost is very, very low, if, if any. Yeah, I guess I, I think if, if, they, if they roll it into a package with the Game Pass, then that does make it a much more compelling um, value proposition i guess and i i, I guess in in that case like it will just come down to whether or not you already have an existing library like you guys know the amount of game i've got about 500 games which i've never played or i've played like 10 minutes of them <laughs> yeah so, so like for me it like shadow is the no-brainer because i have a whole library of games anyway on on steam that i still need to play through Whereas, yeah. like for somebody who just, you know, they, yeah. they, they want, they want, you know, they want to just be able to pick something up and play, have access to a load of games. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Actually, I didn't really think of that. That does make it a pretty um, compelling value proposition having having that included. Yeah, I think like my the, opinion the is, idea, I would the, I wouldn't say that. Sorry, I wouldn't say that either of them was a better value for money. I think they're both great value for money. Mm, um, true. And like for me, they complement each other like well. Um, if I didn't have that existing Steam library, um, then you know, and I was an Xbox gamer, and I've got that Xbox game library. Well, then um, <clears throat> it's a no-brainer that I would just stay with that service. Which is why I kind of see like when, I, when we talk to, like, whenever I try and talk to Andy about this, I'm saying when you do that, and he he doesn't have that Steam library, so if he kind of came over, he'd be paying that subscription. And okay, now he's got you know Game Pass Ultimate, so he'd have those PC games. Um, but again, that's what I mean. They complement each other. I would never say that one was better than the other. It just depends on what platform you're on. Mm. Yeah, I completely agree. And, and just to maybe wrap up this, this topic, uh, I think xCloud should be seen as Microsoft's vision of 
very, very soon you will be able to play the game that you, you buy anyway. If you buy the, the latest game or, or you rent it through Game Pass, however you get access to the latest game, their vision is that you will have an app, whether it's on your phone, on your tablet, on your smart TV, you will have an app which, which already exists, but they'll open that up to more, more TVs, more platforms, and you'll just go into that app and stream whatever game you want to play or you, you want to own. And that's Microsoft doesn't care whether you buy an Xbox or, or not. They don't make much money on, on hardware, hardware sales and selling you Xbox. Yeah. What they want is you to, to buy the games on their platform. So they don't care if you're playing on your phone, your tablet, whether you're Apple, your Android. They just want you to play as part of their ecosystem. So I think that's a fair way to sort of wrap up xCloud, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely agree. So can we please talk about the flipping Xbox Series X gameplay, quote-unquote gameplay reveal um, that happened the other day? Um, so this I was am called Inside Xbox off. Show, wasn't it? I am Inside seriously Xbox pissed off. Inside Xbox what? Show, yes, that was it. I... Um, yeah, I'd like. I'm not happy. It it was it was meant to be the gameplay reveal for, and and look, don't get me wrong, there was some gameplay in there, but the the whole highlight of it was, you know, it's meant to be a world premiere of like Assassin's Creed Valhalla gameplay, and it wasn't gameplay. It was just in-engine footage. Hey, I think you like, said that there was two to three seconds of gameplay in there, okay? So you, you, that is not a valid point. <laughs> they showed it, okay? They they did what they said. They just maybe didn't show very much. I can't, I can't believe that for somebody like Microsoft, out of all, you know, all of the developers, they always get slated every year at E3. There's always this thing that happens, whether it be ga- games getting downgraded from, you know, the visuals that were shown initially or if it's that they said it was gameplay and it was actually in engine footage. Like, it's crazy to think that Microsoft hasn't learned their lesson from that. Uh, yeah, I think, I think it's trial and error, though, isn't it? They just make errors. I, I can see how this mistake is, is, is played out. And, and I've, you know, I follow a lot of, of people on Twitter. I, I could see... The, the issues become is when they when they first announced the show for this month, they talked a lot and used the words you've quite right said gameplay, and they said it'd be the first Series X gameplay, and so that's what people were expecting quite quite rightly is that's the message they sent out. However, before the show came out, they then informed us that there would actually be multiple shows now each month leading up to next gen consoles. And they sort of played down this month's show. And, you know, if you if you got that message, you understood that this month's show was going to be a few games. There was going to be no first party games there made by Microsoft. And they started to use the word teaser a little bit more rather than gameplay. But I can understand mm-hmm. how people that just watched that off, off, off how it was, uh, you know, PR'd by Microsoft, um, they would be disappointed. Um, there has been some some backlash on Twitter, and the head of marketing, Aaron Greenberg, for uh, for Microsoft for Xbox, has actually stated that, that he agrees and he takes that feedback on board. And perhaps the the, the term sort of gameplay has, has hyped people up and to expectations that the show didn't deliver. 
Um, so he has acknowledged that and, and t- taken that on board rather than, you know, not acknowledge it or say that people are wrong, um, which is good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, pers- personally, I don't think, I mean, I was, I was disappointed. I was about to say I wasn't. I was. Um, but after when I saw it, I kind of got to the point where it was like, well, what did I expect really? Like, you know, this early on uh, before, say, you know, Ubisoft, have had whatever event they're going to inevitably hold next month. Um, yeah, they're giving Xbox their first, their first look for whatever partnership they've got. But are they really going to give them the, the golden ticket, which is going to maybe you know be a, a five-minute gameplay demo? I think like they did of Origins and Odyssey previously. So I I do get that. I just yeah, they should have just explained that beforehand. Um, but yeah. once I'd seen it, it, it was a case where I was like, okay, what did I, what did I really expect out of this? Okay, I expected to see some new IPs. Yeah, I saw that. Did I see much of them? No, not really. But we're, it's May. We don't even know. Um, you know, we don't even know the date. The next gen comes out. We don't know the price. Um, yeah, so I, <clears throat> I'm I'm disappointed, but I still enjoyed it. Mm. It does. It yeah, does I look. Think, um, there was a. Sorry, Tommy. Go on, huh? There was a um, there was an interesting tweet that came out, and there was a a member of previously a member of Xbox or Microsoft's senior management team, a chap called Mike Yabara, which I know you two both know, he's recently uh, left Microsoft completely and he's now working for a separate developer. And it was quite interesting. He tweeted out to say that uh, what people would really want to see is, um, for example, a 20-minute in-depth footage and chat with the developer. So, for example, we've got Assassin's Creed, um, what people would have liked to have seen is is 20 minutes of in-depth video and maybe talking through with the developer about how next gen is going to help their game, which I understood. And his point was very obvious. But where I disagreed with is that developers might not want to, you know, if they're just announcing a game for the first time on a, on a platform, you know, people like to do teasers and, and, and things like that. It's very rare to see a developer just want to open up straight away and show show everything they've got. You know, they've been working on the game for yeah, three, four years. Um, so I, I did understand his point, but I also didn't understand. I didn't see where you're going to find a developer for a decent game that's just going to want to pour out all their information on a on a quick Xbox show. I just didn't see who would want to. Um, you know, open up about a, a game they've been developing for four years and suddenly just give away all the details in one little show. I, I didn't see that happening. So, no, it's, it's and I never expected value, that. I, in, the, in the real world, <laughs> I think, yeah. I think, uh... Makes sense. So, on that note of new games coming out, what what are your most what are you most looking forward to this year? Give me give me your top two games for twenty twenty <clears> that you're most looking forward to. How? Uh, for me, <clears throat> I definitely think uh, obviously Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, okay, what well, in your top two? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Are you sure? Are you sure you don't want to? you sure you don't want to no. think about that? <clears throat> okay. Uh, okay, I think you'll think. Yeah, I mean, you're, you've obviously got like Halo out there. I'm putting that in third. And then oh, I didn't even just... think of that. <clears throat> wow, yeah. Oh, I've got Cyberpunk as number one. Yeah, for me, it's well. like. Yeah. Definitely, definitely most excited about that. But uh, yeah, I think like Halo's Halo's a third. It's a bit of an unknown 
quantity for me. I, I know what to expect with Assassin's Creed, and I've got a good idea from Cyberpunk. It's, it's brand new, but they've shown lots of it. I think the thing with Halo is it's gone off, so it's gone off track a little bit. Previously, they've still been great games, but have they been better than Cyberpunk or what I expect Cyberpunk to be? Um, mm. Then I'm, I'm, the jury's out. When I see more, maybe I'll change that prediction or, or watch my favourite tour. Um, and then Assassin's Creed, as long as it's like Odyssey, I mean, I've got over 100 hours into Odyssey. Um, it's definitely like my favourite Assassin's Creed game probably since the Assassin's Creed 2. Um, I think they did a really good job. And if they just do that, and I'm a bit of a, a nerd for like Vikings and stuff anyway, um, like the Viking TV series, The Last Kingdom on Netflix, I love all that stuff. It's So it's it's kind of the perfect marriage for me of an Assassin's Creed game. Um, so that's why they're, they're my top two. Mm. Nice. What about you, Hot? Uh, for me, it's a, it's a tricky one. I mean, uh, people will probably soon learn that I, I don't bounce from game to game very much. So, I, you know, once I find a game I like, I'll play it for a couple of months. If my friends are playing it, I'll, I'll you know, continue to play. And then when we get bored, we'll sort of move on. Um, I'm keeping an eye, obviously, on Halo Infinite. That's going to be a big hitter uh, for next-gen consoles coming out later this year. Um, hopefully should show off some of the power of the, the new Xbox Series X. Um, and yeah, you know, I do like a Battlefield game, but they've said that they're not bringing one out this year, so they're going to have a year off. Um, so that delays that. Um, and at the moment, I'm quite heavily into Call of Duty and, and Battle Royale games. So um, Modern Warfare Warzone at the moment, um, which again, I'm interested to see now these games are becoming more like services, game, you know, games of a service where potentially the Battle Royale version of Call of Duty Warzone will run over multiple years now. So I'm more intrigued, rather than seeing a new game, how is Warzone going to improve on next-gen consoles? You know, am I going to get faster loading times? Am I going to get better graphics? What, what are they going to give me with this new power they're going to have access to? Mm. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that's, that's, that's me, really. How quite, are you, um, yeah, it's quite funny, actually. Like, we, we do have very different... Um, no, it's not even different tastes, but I think it's different like reasons we play the games for. Like Andy, you're obviously very much, you know, about the, um, the you know, the battle royale, the fun, the multiplayer, the co-op, that kind of thing. Like for me, I really, I just love the experiences that you can get from games, like some of the stories, um, and, and yeah, just just an experience. Like for me, gaming is a very kind of visceral experience that can take you on a roller coaster you know whether it be like an emotionally um involving story or something that's really fun or or, or even like racing simulators um so it's interesting cal i think you're like a bit of a hybrid between the two of us you're kind of yeah. like a mix between them um but for me i i think like cyberpunk is definitely at my my the top for me right now from everything i've seen that's what i'm looking forward to most I, I had actually forgotten about Halo before I asked this question. So I don't know now, like number two, I, I was going to say Vampire the Masquerade. Um, mm -hmm. I'm really excited about that. I didn't know what to expect from, I think it was last year's E3 reveal. It, it had a very, very different look and feel to it altogether. It looked like a much more... Uh, don't know really like a much more serious game whereas now it looks a bit more like they've gone for this kind of um 
what's the word, like kind of cartoonish animation. Um, and it just looks like the gameplay looks so cool. And they haven't released many details, but that's definitely up there. And it's probably going to be, for me, between that and um, Halo. Because, yeah, I just, I, again, like I agree with what, what you were saying, Cal, like in terms of, you know, they they have dropped the ball on some of the other Halo games and it, and it hasn't been true to the roots. But from everything, you know, they've been saying about wanting to make this an expansive open world, and I, and I think this is one thing that Halo does usually do quite well is they they are quite keen on 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 making it a showcase for what each generation can do. So yeah. I I'm hoping to not only see some different you know some better graphics, but to also see some really like new and expansive uh, like gameplay and, and and open worlds from it as well. And if you guys remember that first. Um, reveal trailer they did i think it was last year do you remember where you had like the warthog and it was just driving across those planes and you saw the halo ring in the background yeah and it just looked like the world just looked massive and you just think like huh wonder what they'll actually do with that if they'll kind of you know really take that and run with it yeah, and I think it's I think it's important to note here that obviously we, we've got the whole COVID uh, incident at the moment and, and this sort of international lockdown. And the head the head of uh, Xbox, uh, Phil Spencer, has come out and said that he doesn't think at the moment there'll be any delay to hardware. So the next gen console should be still coming out this year. Everything's still on track. What the concern really is about is the software that goes alongside those 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 consoles. So for example, your your Halos, they they were supposed to come out this year, Halo Infinite. And there is a concern that obviously with these developers working from home now and not being able to interact with each other so well that the games will start slowing down. So although we might get the, right. we might get the consoles this year, um, some of the games are probably looking like they they, they may get delayed. Um, I've never really considered we'll see how that. that goes. Because I guess there there is yeah. a risk as well, isn't there, of like, you know, even if the games do come out, are they going to be the you know as good quality as they would have been if the teams were kind of working more closely together? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, Phil Spencer was directly asked that if Halo got delayed, would that be big enough to delay the next-gen console? Because Halo and the next-gen console are sort of supposed to come hand in hand. He confirmed that it wouldn't. So if Halo does get delayed, but the console is ready to go, it does look like the console is still going to ship this year. Mm. Interesting. So, yeah, it is. I mean, should we move on to, to next gen? I mean, how much do people think it's going to cost and, and what sort of features are they looking forward to of the new console? Yeah, yeah. next gen. I'd like, for me, I... Should I don't we put, know. Should, like, we put, should we put a price on it? We, we had this discussion the other day, didn't we? I think, I think, I don't know. I, like, it, I'm purely basing it on what, you know, Phil Spencer said about the, you know, he, he's going to think, or he thought that the pricing might surprise people. Um, I, I would imagine he means in a good way as opposed to a bad way. Um, <laughs> you never know. But, yeah. True, true. And we're going to surprise you £2,000. I mean, they just said, look, um, there's a lot of gameplay footage. Surprise, <laughs> not really. <laughs> true. You don't know what to expect. I don't know. 
I I feel like it's going to be three nine nine dollars. It oh, like I I know it's I know it's yeah. a crazy powerhouse, and I know there's some serious hardware going in there. But the question I'm asking myself is, well, what you need to bear in mind is that it's always extremely powerful hardware that's going in there, right? And it and it, and it's like. I, I don't know like it's just a generational leap like as we go as as we go on in the years the technology gets more and more advanced and the prices of older technology comes down um and it's more about efficiencies right it's more like they even even when you saw that kind of breakdown with some of the the um the art the team behind the architecture they were saying like this generation it's really about as much efficiency as possible so I don't know. Like I, I'm, I'm putting three nine nine on it, but I don't know. Maybe completely wrong. What do you think, Andy? Come, go, go. I was going to go over to Callum and see what you thought. Okay, I, I think it's going to be quite expensive. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking like five fifty to six hundred um, dollars. Pure. Uh, <laughs> Probably dollars. <laughs> yeah, I don't want it to be pounds, but um, <laughs> I'd, I'd say like six hundred dollars. Then, um, yeah, I just think that, yeah, what they're putting in there is hopefully you know is going to be of a that, that high spec that they've already toted, and I think it's difficult to do it where they don't want to. You know, maybe they're happy to um, you know break even on it, but they don't want to take a loss on it. Surely. So, mm. you know, even though they're buying in bulk, you know, I, I'm no expert on how these things work. So this is very much just a guesstimate of what I reckon, you know, these expensive things they're putting in it. And yeah. Uh, but at the same time, if they're going to be releasing this yet to be confirmed Lockhart edition of a, a lower spec um, Xbox, then that would kind of give them, you know, the opportunity to say, okay, here's a $600 series x for those people that you know the almost the, the xbox one x owners um like us kind of at the moment who go okay we want that very high-end xbox experience we want all the bells and whistles but at the same time here goes a lockhart edition who yeah maybe is like 300 dollars, 350 dollars, like in that in that range which still can do all your next gen stuff but isn't you know isn't the isn't the top end one so you kind of case for both perspectives, like they've got at the moment essentially, but just kind of having that from day one with those two consoles. So when he says the price, you know, might surprise you. So yeah, if they say, oh, it's a $300 lock cart and this is next gen, people will be like, wow, that's really cheap because you know, whatever PlayStation are going to come in at, that, that lock cart one can come in under that. But then at the same time, you can have a premium one come in way above both of them. And that way, I think they could get both sides of the market. So that's kind of where, where my prediction comes from. I just had a thought actually while you were saying that, like that, you know, we were talking earlier about the all access thing that I, I think, I, I mean, I don't I have no idea, but this could potentially be part of Phil Spencer's cunning plan in that they make a big announcement because they haven't really pushed considering what it is. It's a pretty, it's a pretty compelling value proposition. They haven't pushed it that much. So maybe when they unveil the price, they will say, hey, the console is 700 pounds or 30 pounds a month. 
because that yeah. then becomes extremely you know that's extremely good value right like brand new console and all access game pass for 30 pound a month like it sounds like nothing i think that could be yeah. quite a clever marketing pricing tactic yeah i definitely think we're going to see something like that yeah and, that, and then that allows them to kind of put the you know the more expensive components in to have a higher valued console but if you've got a way where you're still going to be able to get to people of all kind of financial backgrounds then mm. like the, yeah you can really surprise people can't you? you can get your xbox into more homes sooner mm. interesting what do you think Go on, yeah i think um i think the reason we haven't seen xbox all access the the, the payment service the subscription service for consoles we haven't had a, a proper new release of a console yet to 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 back that pr marketing up and when the series x comes along they will go hand in hand like you, you mm. said so we probably will see a lot more about that i mean i've got penciled down here i've 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 got 499 dollars is kind of the price i landed on and you know i think xbox have enjoyed uh, with the one x they've been the most powerful console uh, that you can buy it's a great uh, marketing term and i think it's something that they've enjoyed being the most dominant being the most powerful so although these next gen consoles are a big leap forward i think and you can see that from the specs the xbox is going to be more powerful than the playstation in in nearly all aspects and that's going to come at a price that it's going to be more it, it, cost wise uh, to, to build it it's going to be more than the um more than the PlayStation, but um, whether or not Microsoft can um, subside some of that cost and, and take you know take some of that cost out of the consumer by paying it themselves, I don't know. Hmm. What do you reckon for Xbox Lockhart though? What do you, where do you think of that? What do you think we're going to see from that? How much? So to confirm with with Lockhart, I'm I'm sort of losing my uh, my audio at the moment. But um, to confirm with with Lockhart. It is an unconfirmed, unannounced, and rumoured console. Uh, it's happening, that it would be man. a it's cheaper happening. version. <laughs> it, well, you know, it's rumoured that there is a cheaper console. So Xbox are going to release two consoles, a cheaper version and a more expensive version. And PlayStation will just bring out one version that will sit somewhere in the middle. Um, a lot of people are asking why they would bring out a cheaper lower spec console when we've already got the one x which is very powerful and that's because the next gen systems are going to run completely different so you can't to get the loading speeds to get you know the ssds and, and stuff like that you, you can't use the one x so they need to mm. move you over to to next gen your games will go with you and your accessories will go with you but they need to move you over to that next gen platform to get that um, I'll throw it back over to you guys while I um, switch over my audio, if that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that's actually a good point to end it for today. We've been going for nearly an hour now. Um, yeah. But I'm super interested to um, to hear back from... Anyone that's listening, whether you're listening to the podcast version, watching on YouTube or any of the social channels, really interested to hear your feedback and your thoughts on um, how we structure this going forward. I feel like today it's been very much, you know, we've dived a lot into it being informational, talking about some of the news and 
different pricing. It's also felt very Xbox heavy as well, which I think probably will happen just because, um, you know, we are kind of Xbox as opposed to um, PlayStation. However, um, between us, we do have a lot of, um, you know, I'm very much into indie games and PC games. Cal, I know your mixture and, and, and Andy's kind of Xbox through and through. So, um, yeah, kind of interested to hear your thoughts on where you'd like us to take this. I'm thinking about potentially doing some themed episodes as well on like, you know, certain debate points, like whether it be um, talking about indie games or talking about the console ports or whatever it might be. Um, so, yeah, kind of informational versus, like, opinions, I guess, and just kind of banter and back and forth. Um, so, yeah, let us know your thoughts. Um, if you liked it, please make sure you give it a like, or if you're listening on a podcast network like Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving us a review, um, as it will really help us to to grow the podcast as well. Um, and if you know anybody, if you've got any geeky friends, family members that are into this kind of stuff, that are into gaming, um, please share it with them and help us spread the word. You can connect with us on all the social channels at TDOL Gaming. Um, and we appreciate all of you guys, all of you guys listening. Thank you all for tuning in to our first episode, um, talking over each other a lot and babies crying in the background, which is uh, which is fun. And that's that's the. I wasn't sure if you could hear that. Like, yeah, it is kind of the reason we wanted to put it together, though, right? Because it's like this is this well, not so much for me, but for you guys. Like this is the challenges um, yeah. that you are facing, and you know, as we get older, and you know, we have to take on all these new responsibilities and fitting gaming around those things so um yeah it's all part of the fun i certainly so. think we, we can probably have an episode on kind of how we changed as well like you know if we go back from <clears throat> you know 10 years ago to, to now and like how we've had to you know adapt our gaming and stuff i think that'd be quite interesting to talk about i think a lot of people will be able to relate to it maybe give people ideas on how they you know cope with the challenges get some feedback on it i think that'd be cool yeah, yeah, definitely. So, guys, let, let us know your thoughts. Um, drop them in the comments, depending where you're watching this, or you can shoot us a message. You can shoot us a DM on any of the social channels at TDOL Gaming. Sweet. I'm sure there'll be plenty of uh, news going forward with next-gen hype building for the for the end of the year on both PlayStation and Xbox. So, yeah. Definitely. Thank you very much. Oh, and I should just say as well, awesome. I, don't, I don't think I've actually... Um, I don't think I've run this past you guys, but I'm going to make an announcement now on your behalf. We're going to be doing this every every week, every Sunday. Um, we're going to be yeah. recording and uploading a new episode. So watch out for the new episodes coming weekly on Sundays. Cool. Sounds good. Works for me. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay. All right, guys. Yeah. Thanks all for listening. Thanks, Cal. Thanks, Andy. And we'll speak to thanks, you guys. Till next, next time. Bye-bye. Bye. See you later.